All right, Brian, it is now time for our favorite segment of the show. It is our listener mailbag. Before we jump into those listener questions, though, I need to one more time say thank you to our show sponsor, Boomer Jacks. You know, when uh, Brian and I found out that Boomer Jacks was coming in to sponsor this podcast, we were thrilled because uh, we would be eating at Boomer Jacks regardless because it's a great spot. Cold beer, wonderful appetizers, wonderful entrees. Uh, You really can't go wrong with anything on that menu. I've had listeners ask me before, you know, hey, what should I get? The burgers are fantastic at Boomer Jacks. You need to go check those out. Uh, But really, anything you get at Boomer Jacks is going to be fantastic. Wall-to-wall TVs, live music, cold drinks, the coldest beer in DFW, great drink special starting at $3, and the time to go if you are a fan of wings, which I am, Brian is, I think everybody is, Tuesday and Wednesday night. Tuesday night, it is half-price bone-in wings. Wednesday night, it is half-price boneless wings. So Boomer Jacks is hooking you up, making sure to look out for your wallet and look out for your stomach. They are there for you. 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, first question here from at in the clutch 75, an old uh, longtime uh, Twitter friend here. Question is, is Dak coming back enough to cover over or, or to overcome the holes at left guard and wide receiver? I, I think the left guard's playing a lot better. I do too. I think the mo- the mobility. I don't have problems with the offensive line. You go into Philadelphia, the hostile environment, and give up no sacks, and they're supposed to be the best offensive line in the league, and they give up, what, four sacks? Yep. Should have given on. up more. Jalen Jalen Hurts spared you from another four probably. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of, you know, I, I don't worry. Like you mentioned, we've talked about what's going on at wide receiver. Let's see what Dak does with these receivers. Let's see. And, you know, maybe the, maybe the next two weeks are a bad example and you got to get ready. You know, uh, the Packers will be better at, in the secondary. The Vikings will be better in the secondary. But give me these first, these two games back and see if, you know, if see you get things rolling and, you know, going to this bye week, being six and two, I, I, man, that's to me that that that's the thing that kind of sets you up. And the fact that the 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 trade deadlines on your bye week, now you can focus on what you need to do. You know, you don't have to worry about practicing and all that stuff. You can go in there and say, okay, let's make a deal to kind of figure out what we need to do to make this team better. A uh, question here from George. He's asking, uh, since we're talking about the Eagles already, just referencing back a little bit, did the Eagles reveal the blueprint on how to slow down Micah? Option plays, RPOs, yeah. bootlegs. Yeah, it's the RPO stuff. I mean, and if I'm Dan Quinn, now the trick is, Dan Quinn has made Micah Parsons what Micah Parsons is. Last time, week two, last season, Tank Lords gets hurt. They don't have a pass rusher going into the Los Angeles Chargers game. What do they do? They put Micah Parsons in there, and as they say, the rest is history. So now it's up to Dan Quinn to kind of figure out, like, okay, if if we play teams at RPO, you're going to get RPO likely from the Bears, you know, with with their with their quarterback. So if I'm Dan Quinn, and I don't know if it's if it's this simple as to say, you attack the ball, we'll cover everything else. Wherever, if you feel like you need to go flying inside, attack the mesh point, the quarterback, whatever you need to do, do it. Just go attack. Don't even think about it. You know, if you make a mistake, we'll cover behind you. But I, I'm figuring out a way not to make Micah Parsons have to sit there and make a decision to play the uh, uh, play the quarterback or the ball carrier. I'm just saying go attack. 
You know, and again, that might be way simplistic to say, but making him have to think slows him down. And I don't mean it in slowing down like he's he's a dumb guy or he's not football intelligent right, right. or like that. I'm just saying you're giving him an assignment, and its assignment is take the ball or excuse me, take the quarterback or take the, the ball carrier, whoever it is. You know, they slow you down with those RPOs. That's what the RPO defense does. Or excuse me, the offense does. It slows you down. It slows the whole defense down. You know, that's why it's a successful offense. Would you at all, in the name of, you know, seeing what Mike Parsons can do rushing the passer, we know he's very talented in that respect. Would you ever consider changing it up a little bit? Because the one area we don't typically see Mike do, we've seen it maybe a handful of times. Would you consider giving him a few reps just to see how does he handle being a wide nine and a three-point stance? Or do you just, would you rather have him standing up if he's going to rush? I'd rather have him standing up and rushing. That's what I would do. I would just rather, I would I would say, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and you know, if, if you want to have some rushes where you put the hand down and things like that, maybe one or two, see how it goes. But I think he's best when he can stand up and see what's going on. You know, when you hand down, you're kind of coming off low. You're not seeing low blocks. You're not seeing things. I mean, when you when you get into a guy – you know, you when he's standing up, he has a really good feel for how to fight while he's up 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 high. And so I you know, if you want to once or twice see what it looks like, maybe so, but I, I'm still letting him rush from a standing up position. Question here from uh I, I'd argue our most loyal listener, uh Dean Julia. We're in week seven already. Is it fair to say we're not going to have any expectations for Jalen Tolbert for the rest of the season? Pretty disappointing. Or is the return of Dak going to change that? I think the, the I think the returning Dak is gonna is gonna change that. I, I really really so. do. I hope so. Because, yeah, uh, because yeah. because if you were to point to one area that's been the most disappointing, or a player that's had the most disappointing relative to expectations, I think you might be able to say the fact that your third round receiver in a starved position group has been inactive yeah. most of the season. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, yeah. I I I'd like to believe I'd like to believe that he that it's going to be better for him. I you know I don't know. I mean it's I say it with hope, but I also. Every game that goes by, you're kind of in that situation where you're like, okay, is he picking it up? Is he is he helping you? Yep. Is he learning? You know, maybe the experience of being active every week will help him, you know, and maybe they'll find a way to get him involved some way somehow, but please don't force it. I, I just, the, the more natural this can come, probably the better it will be, but Man, he. It, 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 I'm not going to lie, and I don't think you'll lie either. I think that's been a disappointment for this football team. Yeah, and I, I think they tell you that. I think they tell you they're disappointed. Uh, you, you know, maybe they they may not say it publicly. You he looked he looked ready. He looked he like did. a ready made player coming out of South uh, out of South, out of South Alabama. Alabama. South Alabama. He absolutely did. did. To get him going, do you think? there just maybe needs to be certain packages they work on or, or just limit the tree that he's running. Like, Hey, let's just have you run seven, eight, nine. Let's have you run, you know, post corners goes, um, well, you know, just basically limit yeah. it and, and take away option routes, things like that. How about, how about, how about show up on special teams and then, and then we'll give you opportunities. I will, I will say uh, last week, 
long time after everybody had come off the field, it was him and Bones Fossil alone working there on stuff. There you go. Stuff. Yeah, there you go. So they're trying. The minute, the minute that he could show, like, Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown, those guys, they showed they showed that they could play on special teams, and that gave them confidence to put them in offensive situations. So I think he has to do that first. Next question from Alex Hernandez. Anthony Barr hasn't had too much of an impact with this defense. Is he close to being removed from the starting lineup? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't think he's been good. If Damone Clark were healthy, I don't think Anthony Barr would be starting. I don't think so either. And I, you know, and that, and, and we've talked about on this, uh, on this podcast too, about, you know, Jason Peters, you yeah. know, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm watching him play and you know, everybody's like, Oh no, Jason Peters is better than McGovern. No, he's not. Not right he's now. Not. He's he's not better at guard than Jason Peters. I haven't seen him play tackle yet. He might be he might be good at tackle. He's not good at guard right now. He just isn't. And so, you know, I'm kind of hopeful that maybe that's the case. But the the two those two guys, you know, Peters and Barr, great football players. I don't think they're great football players right now. No, and it, it may be a case where and I think everybody's felt this way about both those more Barr than Peters because I think people thought Peters had a resurgence last year, but I think people have recognized Barr was on the back end of his career. Like, yeah. like I mean, I mean, yeah. Peters is forty, but but Peters, I think you saw play good football last year. It's been a little bit since we've seen Anthony Barr play at a really high level, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah. so I I mean that's why he was on the street as long as he was, and and you know ultimately commanded a deal similar to Leighton Vander Esch's. That's how the league kind of views him is similar to Leighton Vander Esch. Uh. Next question here, another uh quarterback receiver combo question uh this one from at shoes and sports underscore do you think dennis houston will get called back up uh now that dax returned or do you see tolbert having some actual production this is an interesting question because you remember one of the big advocates for dennis houston was dak prescott and so if they felt like hey dax out we need to work in some of these guys that have gotten reps consistently with cooper rush then maybe that's the case. I don't think I, I see a call-up coming right now, but it, it at least makes me feel like there's more of a potential that, you know, they could call on uh, Dennis Houston in the future now that Dak's back, because Dak did like him, and Dak felt yeah. like, I can trust where he's at, especially now that Simi Fajoko is, is down with that shoulder injury right now, and you have not seen a lot from Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, but also, too, River training camp practices, they had no receivers out there running. Yes. I mean, it seemed like it was just a – it was like a, you know, Dennis Houston. No, if you if you're gonna put Dennis Houston on the field over Tolbert, if Tolbert proves he can't do it, they did they did then, that in week one. In week one, they did put Dennis yeah, Houston out there. But I'm saying though, I Tolbert to me is the guy that we saw as this is the guy that we we gave draft capital for. We, yep. we drafted this kid. I, I, think, I wanted him in the second. I liked yeah. him that much. Well, <laughs> well, let me let me say this though. If you take Tolbert off the field for Houston, then you might as well get rid of Tolbert. That's, uh, I mean, that's very direct, but it, it, somebody asked me this question the other day. I think at a, a, a bar or something. Maybe I saw it on Twitter. I can't recall, um, but it was an interesting one. Do you think if somebody came to the Cowboys right now and said, we'll give you a fourth round pick for Jalen Tolbert, do you think they'd take it? I think so. I do too. And they just spend a third on him. And I and I don't even, and I, I'm not saying that, that I know any inside no, information. No, it's just, it's just our own read on it. So, so nobody yeah. know turning this into an article or anything, but yeah, that's just our exactly. own read on it. Yeah. Uh, last question here from Monique Riddick. How do you get the defense better against the run? Is it just about going out and trading for a defensive tackle? 
I don't think it's that simple, simple, Monique. I really don't. I think it's more about tank lords. I mentioned this earlier in our in our podcast about playing gaps, about getting off blocks, about knowing your assignments, about tackling when you get an opportunity in the hole. I think that's where run defense is the, the best. When you stay square, everybody's got a gap. You don't get turned. You don't get hooked. You don't get washed out of a play. When the Cowboys, if you're if the Cowboys are giving up running yards in this game against the against Detroit this weekend, watch the replays. Watch who's getting turned. Watch who's getting blocked. Watch hats on hats. Watch who's not getting off blocks. That'll tell you, Monique, who who what the problems are. I mean, you don't need a former NFL scout or be a scout. You can see it with your own eyes. You know, run defense is really about gaps. It's about staying square. It's about being physical at the point of attack. And it's about finishing. When the Cowboys are good, they do all that. When they're bad, or like most teams, those are usually your problems. Brian, if I told you you could wave a magic scout wand and make one of the guys on defense right now a consistent, effective contributor in the run game, who do you think they could most use that from right now who's not necessarily playing up to that level? George Armstrong. I agree. That's the name I had was Dorrance Armstrong. And, 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 and he's been so good rushing the passer. No, no, that's his deal. Dorrance Armstrong, when you when you play in a system where it's twist, move, stay on the move, all those things for a defensive lineman, he's one of the better players in the league. When he has to go toe-to-toe and hang in there and try and, and not get hooked or knocked off the ball, it's a struggle for him. I mean, they had they had struggles with Rand, with Randy Gregory, sure. the guy the guy that you know, Golston uh, probably plays the the best when it comes to playing the end. You yeah. know, when you talk about just playing him and Tank and those guys playing, being physical and holding up, they they've had. I mean, Fowler's had some problems. Armstrong's had some problems. You know, that's what you don't need. You don't need. Defensive ends getting hooked, washed, or knocked inside. That Those are all bad things. Really quickly here as we're wrapping up, predictions for Sunday when the Cowboys kick off at noon. I am going to go ahead and say that the Cowboys ultimately kind of are able to control the tempo of this game and uh, get themselves back on track. I've got Dallas 31-17 to over the Lions. Brian, who do you got? Yeah, I think the Cowboys I, – I, man, this game might go back and forth. Sure. And, you know, because the Lions can put pressure on you. All the Cowboys have to do defensively is all those things I mentioned. They don't play square. They don't get off blocks. They don't tackle well. I think this is a game that the Cowboys I, – I, I'm going to say this is one of those – this is going to be – because the Lions score points. They they've scored points. They've scored points against everybody but New England. Yep. And I, I kind of feel like, though, they're going to get some points this game. I'm going to say the Cowboys are going to win this one 31-24. There we go. That does it for us. We will talk to you guys hopefully after a Cowboys victory on Monday.